Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. It is Wednesday, June 16th, 2021. I'm Andrew Hansen alongside Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach. And yesterday with our members in Discord, we called it Takedown Tuesday, Coach, and that's what it ended up being. Man, it did. I Congratulations on your side, too. Those, those Some of those plays, the GPP takedowns, the NBA takedown. I mean, seeing all those Coach Talk badges and all the first place finishes it was absolutely awesome and our discord was blowing up twitter was blowing up i mean love it man absolutely love it and not only did we crush it in all of, of that uh nba but we we crushed it in baseball too so man is this this is a lot of fun andrew it really is uh we're, we're on a hot streak yesterday was in fact the uh, optimal lineup on FanDuel that we gave That's out right as yeah. one of our hybrid lineups. So we had members plug it in. It won every contest. Uh, so go check it out on Twitter, actually, at DFS Coach Talk. And we put up a little invitation there to retweet that. And we're going to give out a free membership, uh, week membership, or some uh, just straight cash on PayPal, if you'd prefer that. So retweet that within the next 24 hours, and we'll have one lucky winner at DFS Coach Talk on Twitter. Coach, we need to uh, regroup here and try to yeah. continue the hot streak. Now we're back to a two-game slate and right. some rather big injury news across the NBA this morning with Kawhi out now for Game yeah. 5, potentially the rest of the series. Chris Paul in the COVID protocols. He's not on the slate tonight, but we'll be dealing with that in the near future. But big changes in Game 2. But before we get there, we got to start with Atlanta and Philly. Game one, uh, right. 7.30 tip there. What are your thoughts here, you know, just overall slate-wise with Kawhi and then jo- Joel Embiid, of course, being limited with, with the knee uh, before we break down these teams? What's your overall thought about this slate? Yeah, I mean, it's just amazing. I mean, I, I got to give you one last shout-out, though, because, you know, putting one lineup together and giving that to our members and it being the optimal lineup – I mean, you've done it multiple times now, and it's just absolutely awesome. I think we put the the Mr. Bean King thing <laughs> up there for you, yeah. and uh, just fantastic. But like you say, you know, the the thing about DFS that we love is the next day is a fresh new day, like if you have a bad day. But even when you have those optimal days, we're all back to zero again. Yes, we are. <laughs> <laughs> so it's – and then, you know, we, we wake up to all this crazy news uh, – you know, with Kawhi being out and now Chris Paul may be out, which I don't understand that whole scenario. You would think he would have had the vaccine. It's We, we need to see the rest of the story because it doesn't make sense. And then, of course, we have to make this decision today on Joel Embiid, who looked – I don't – I've not watched the show um, The Dead Man Walking or whatever the heck it's called. <laughs> I don't know what it's called, but – that's what he looked like. He looked like he was just about to fall over, and that was going to be the end of that. But uh, what a what a different twist it puts on building these lineups and figuring out the rotations and minutes and usage. I've been three four hours this morning just trying to put different combinations together, you know, with those guys off the floor, and uh, you know, uh, hopefully. Our research and our, our time that we're putting in is, is going to give us an edge. But I'll tell you what, it's not easy because it's a lot of change. You're right. And we are going to go team by team here to, to sort through the rotations as we see them. 
And we're also going to build a two brains lineup on FanDuel today. We usually yes. do that on Wednesdays. So stick with us for that. And, we'll and it's a GPP. We, GPP. We, we're not doing the hybrid like we attempted last <laughs> last week and we were at a, a deadlock chess. What, what is it in chess? Uh, stalemate. Right. <laughs> after this, after the first pick. We agreed we, on the first pick one, and then we, we kind of slowed yeah, down after one, that. One guy made the lineup. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So we'll do that. It'll be a little bit easier on a two-game slate. Uh, so let's start with Atlanta as the visitors in game one. Six okay. and a half point favorites tonight for Philly. How about that? Uh, now that they're back at home, 2-2, big game five here. Over under 223.5 on betus.com.pa, our presenting sponsor today. Uh, just higher than the 221 total in game two. And a very similar scenario where the home team there, the, you know, the Utah Jazz, favored by seven. So yeah. on paper, we have similar uh, games from Vegas, but we're going to break down these rotations. So looking at Atlanta... We saw the, the new starting lineup with Hunter out. We had Herter added to the mix. Uh, Trey Young and Bogdanovich took a ton of shots. You had them stacked in your hybrid lineup that cashed, and they, they combined for 50 shots, Isn't which is sweet? really what you want on a two-game slate. They uh, didn't shoot well, but hey, you yeah, know, low percentage. I'll, take 50, I'll take the 50 chucks. Yeah, right. Um, and Trey Young took 11 threes. Bogdanovich took 13 um, Trey Young priced up a little bit here today. Uh, will he be as successful on the road? We know that he was great in game one in that environment, but I think he fed off that crowd at home. I mean, you could see too. it late in that fourth quarter when he just took over and had that adrenaline boost. So I'm probably not going to have him in my first lineup. Uh, Bogdanovich is definitely playable. I like his price a lot more. Um, so he's he's a potential, but on FanDuel, man, that shooting guard position is stacked today because uh, we've got Mitchell and Paul George there. And then that's yeah. where Herter is as well, who I think is a decent price on both sides, but does he fit into the build? That's that's the question. John Collins was awesome in that last game with the energy, <sighs> athleticism. I mean... Some of those dunks, my God. Yeah, those were crazy. And you wouldn't expect the highlight reel dunks every night, but the energy and the rebounds, I mean, that guy should have a double-double every night when he plays 37 he's, minutes. He's hes so talented. If he if he could get with a coach that gets him any type of consistency, he's hes going to be a big-time player. You know the Mavs are trying to get him. Yeah, and uh, yeah. there's talk of the Celtics as well. And the thing is, he can shoot the three a little bit too. I mean, he's got so much uh, potential he really and skill. Does. And he's uh, young. Yep. Capella, I uh, haven't really been too interested in him, in him in this series, but with Embiid nicked up, he becomes a little bit more attractive as a mid-tier option. Not my favorite play, but playable. And then with the bench, uh, Lou Williams is also, I think, playable, but you know, he just he he, he I think he's in a better spot now with Herder in the starting lineup. He really gets to run that second unit, but limited minutes. Right. He got fourteen. In game four, um, Gallinari uh, also playable. I mean, I think these prices are fair on the on the key seven guys here. That's as far as I'll go, Coach. I'll look at these seven and consider them. Gallinari, um, decent minutes, not doing a ton, but um, you know he, he's in the mix. But uh, it's just a, it's a, it's a tough build, and it it does. It kind of starts here with Atlanta. I think there's a lot of potential here, but 
not a lot of absolute locks for me. Yeah, no, I, I mean, it's it's difficult. I mean, the main thing is, I think in this game, you have to make a determination in your mind is, you know, do you think Embiid's going to play? If he's going to play, what kind of minutes? And the third piece of that is, <clears throat> is he going to be effective in those minutes? Because that second half was just, he shouldn't have been on the floor. I mean, he that layup that he had toward the end, he had just no lift, couldn't move. I mean, I know he got rebounds just because he was standing there in the middle of the paint, you know, and, and just grabbed the rebounds and then, you know, made some foul shots. But, man, you know, it's because the, the thing with Embiid is he affects things so much defensively, but obviously without being able to move very well, you know, that's going to be, you know, right down the, the tubes. So I'm the way I'm looking at this right now, Andrew, and, and I'd be interested you know, to see your exact perspective too when we, we talk about Philly here is I'm, you know, and the reason I'm stating it now is because it affects my selections with Atlanta. But I don't, I think that he plays, but I just don't think that he's going to be anywhere near himself, uh, you know, 50, 60% Embiid maybe. So what that does is it, it does open some more Atlanta interest up for me. Um, I will say this, Trey Young really led my team the other day, but he was eight for 26 from the field. So I was very fortunate because I do think since the Danny Green injury, well, really it was before he even got injured, when they switched Ben Simmons on Trey Young, Ben Simmons is a phenomenal defender, period. And eight for 26 is not good. Three for 11 from three is not good. But he did have 18 assists, and he was able to, you know, get it done for us DFS-wise. That's his highest assist total of his career. So I'm I'm not going to go with Trey Young today, even though he was a hero for me the other day, just based on the fact that Simmons is such a key figure. I'm tempted, though, because without Embiid 100% protecting the rim, it does open up those drives, and that floater is just killer. I mean, that, it just amazing. It looks like he's lobbing it to somebody. I don't even think his own guys know. They go up right. like they're going to tip dunk it, and it's just one of those little <laughs> floaters <laughs> that goes in. So, I mean, he's not 100% eliminated, but he's not in my first build because of price. But I'm not totally giving up on the idea. But I am afraid of Simmons' defense. Herter, I think, at his price is is a great play, 35 and a half minutes. He's in the starting lineup. He's not afraid to take the shot. You know, he got 10 shots up, which is very reasonable. And he'll get you some ancillary stuff, rebounds, assists, even a block or two. So Herter's high on my list. Collins was my last guy in. And, you know, I, I said on the podcast, I don't trust him as far as I can throw him, which I don't. But he, he you know, he made the lineup because his price is good. And the, the ceiling. And he showed some of that ceiling with, you know, 14 points and 12 rebounds. I don't trust that every game, but I do. He is on my player list because of what I feel is just not even close to 100% Embiid. Um, I prefer Collins a little bit over Capella. I think Capella is somewhat limited in the fact that he's only going to get so many shots. He's mainly in there for the rebounding edge. Now, for some reason, Embiid got ruled out, and you know they would they would then play Howard, 
and but it's not like Howard come in and would play 35 minutes like like uh, Embiid does. They'd still split it up, move it around between the different guys. So you know, in that situation, Capella's at least you can think about him. But at his price, with this uh, limited ceiling, I don't, I don't think I want to go there. Um, I'm with you on Bogdanovich. I mean, he missed about four wide open threes that I can remember at least, where he was just no one guarding him. So he's getting, uh, not getting that Simmons D, he's getting whoever else is out there, Curry, Cork Maz, whomever. So uh, Bogdanovich is high on my list today. He's probably my favorite uh, uh, hawk. And then uh, the only other guy for me that I would consider, Andrew, is Gallo. I don't quite trust lose minutes yet. Uh, Gallo, I've, I've been putting in there because he's so cheap. And he always gets, you know, mid-20s minutes. And he seems to always get up four or five threes. And he's such a good shooter. You know, all he's got to do is make a few of those. He's always good for four or five rebounds. So if you need the salary, he is not a a bad last guy in at all. Because his floor is decent. I mean, his ceiling certainly limited. But his floor is decent for his price. So uh, Herter, excited about. Bogdanovich excited about, haven't removed uh, Collins or Gallo uh, from my build, or Young's a long shot, but that's how I see that one panning out, and then I'll jump to Philly and then turn it back over to you. So you heard my diatribe there on Embiid, so I am not going to play Embiid. This will be the first time I haven't rostered him, but you know, it. Stevie Wonder could have been watching that game and s- knew that Embiid looked sluggish. Let's mm-hmm. just say that. <laughs> There's an old throwback uh, bad joke for you. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I mean, he just looked atrocious. I-, I don't trust his minutes. I mean, I know, you know, he had 21 rebounds. I mean, just a – but four for 20 from the field – and, you know, you would think at any given moment it could be, you know, tweak and he's out. So I just I'm not as a cash uh, single entry player. I just not willing to take the risk. I mean, I was holding my breath that whole fourth quarter thinking he's going to go out at any second. And, uh, you know, it could be that way from the tip today. So not going to go there. I expect the guy that will pick up the slack uh, is is Tobias. I mean, every time he's needed to do that. He's been a super stud. So he's my favorite sixer. I think he's a strong play today. And, you know, I, I think he very well could lead uh, the Sixers uh, in DFS points this game, uh, personally. Um, still not enthralled with Ben Simmons. I love his defense. I know he's almost, a, you know, triple-double and assist away from that. Um, he's, you know, I just, I, I can't roster guard at that price that has a range of two feet six inches so i just can't do it you know the other guy though that i would consider again and he did well for me again was curry his price is still good he's hot he's shooting with confidence you know they they ran they run plays for him all the time i mean they ran uh that last i told uh i told dawson we were watching the game and it was that time out i said i know exactly what's going to happen here He's setting up a play for Curry. They're going to foul Trey. Trey makes the two foul shots. They're going to run a curl screen for Curry, and we're going to overtime. And I was ecstatic. Uh, And they did all of that, but the shot didn't go in. He had to double clutch it. So lucky he even got that off. I mean, that was a delayed play that was not good. Shake should have just shot that. 
he should have just shot it. They, he stuck with the play, but the, the screen didn't work. And, uh, yeah, it was a bummer. But anyway, I, you know, the fact that they would go to him for that shot on the last play tells you a lot about their confidence in his shooting. So he's, uh, he's high on my list. And, you know, I guess cheap-wise, Moss is seems to be the guy that's now stepping in the most minutes for uh, Danny Green. You know, he and Thibel are splitting that a little bit. And then it gets a little more complicated because you've got that little twist of George Hill, Shake Milton, and Tyrese Maxey. So they're deep. Um, and those guys, any of those guys I just mentioned could get 15, 20 minutes, and then the other guy gets zero or five. So I, I don't trust going deep with those other guys. You know, I would consider Corkmaz. Thibel's just disappointing, man. I, you know, we've been rostering him and he's, he's cheaper. I get it. And he gets minutes and he'll get you some steals, but just offensively, he just struggles. He had, you know, two shots that I remember very well, no one within six feet of him, and he bricked them. So, you know, Korkmaz as a value, Harris is my favorite, Curry, I love, and then uh, that's where I stand with Philly. Okay, yeah. I'm also not going to play Embiid. Uh, Dwight Howard squarely in play for me, even if Embiid plays 34 minutes and Howard gets 14. He's been efficient while he's been out there. And always the chance that he could get a bunch more minutes if, if something MB happens to him, tweaks anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I agree. Tobias Harris gets a nice bump, uh, and his prices come down on FanDuel, so that's helpful. Definitely. Um, Curry, uh, agree with everything you said there. The problem on FanDuel, since we're going to build that lineup, is that he's a shooting mm-hmm. guard. Yeah. And that's a crowded position today. Yeah. Uh, I think the one difference for me is Ben Simmons is playable for me. Um, okay just because of the way the, the build works out. Um, I mean, I, I hate him as a shooter. I absolutely hate the fact that he doesn't take pride in his shot. Or um, foul shot. doesn't yeah. even have to be the three-pointer. Like, it's the, yeah, the foul right. shot. I mean, this guy is a tremendous athlete, and um, that's what I would I would want if I was in his inner circle. That's what I would uh, suggest that he, he do. Um, Big to Korkmaz and Thibault. I like Thibault a little bit better here. Um, again, he's cheaper on both sites, and he doesn't have a great floor, but he helps make the the lineups work. And I like that he took five three-pointers. He only made one. He had a couple that didn't look good, a couple that just missed that I thought did look good. And it's clear that uh, Doc is encouraging him to shoot right. and uh, step up and you know keep the defense honest. So I like the fact that he's going to most likely attempt a bunch of threes again. And I don't like the the group of guards there that you mentioned because of the inconsistent minutes and and usage and uh, really not not a lot of room for a ceiling game because I I don't think they get 20 minutes. So uh, definitely will have some exposure to Philly here. Um, and I, th- I think I think they will. Um, I mean, they they've got to give it their best shot here. They had this series about ready to wrap up almost, and let it slip away. But now they're back home, uh, so I think that's another reason I like Simmons uh, to step up here. Uh, Me too. Again, if yeah. Embiid, you know, if something happens to him, we've seen Simmons get a huge boost without Embiid on the floor. 
So, all right, Coach, before we get to game two, I uh, just want to invite folks, again, uh, how to find us, uh, DFS Coach Talk on Twitter. If you have any questions, if you want to join DFSCoachTalk.com, grab our playoff package for 111. You're going to get two months of DFS Coach Talk, and you're going to get all of our sports with that package. So baseball lineups every day. Coach has been cr- crushing it with our man, Josh Davis. And uh, then we've also got golf, and it's a huge week, Coach. U.S. Open, we'll do that oh, podcast so, later today. That's going to so be a pumped. lot of fun. So jump yeah. in today. You'll get uh, lineups in all three of those sports. When you sign up at our website, we will send you an email and then invite you into our Discord with that link. Um, Coach, any other thoughts there before we get to game two? Yeah, if you're watching us on YouTube right now, we really appreciate it. Every day I say this, but we're getting closer and closer to a a really uh, important internal goal for us for subscribers on YouTube. So just take a second, hit the thumbs up, hit the subscribe button and the little alert button in the upper corner. Uh, That will let you know when our podcast posts. That's super important. And also, if you listen to our uh, audio podcast on Stitcher, Podbean, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, uh, anywhere podcasts can be heard. Take a second, hit the five star, and give us a quick comment. Uh, our man Joe Stanton does a, a random selection of a, a lucky uh, person that that is five star and commented for a free week membership uh, at Coach Talk, and we're about 10 days away from that next selection. So do that, and uh, hopefully we get you in here for free. So we'd, we appreciate it. Excellent. All right, game two, Clippers in Utah for game five. This one will tip at 10 o'clock Eastern, and we've got Kawhi confirmed out now just before lunchtime. So how is that going to affect things? Well, we know that Reggie Jackson and Paul George will be out there with Marcus Morris and Batum. Who's the fifth starter? Uh, I think it could be Terrence Mann. If they want to go with the size and a, and a defender, a la Kawhi Leonard, I think it could be Pat Beverly. That would be my other prediction. I think it'll be one of those two guys. We saw Pat Beverly close the game in the last one right. with uh, Kawhi out. And, man, he's got uh, such an intensity, uh, which was kind of fun to watch when he got tied up with Donovan Mitchell yeah. there for the jump ball, and they just kept fighting for it after the whistle. Such, such an irritant. You know? Such an irritant, <laughs> it's hilarious. which, which is, can be helpful. He's the guy you want on your side, not on the exactly. other side. No. Um, if that happens, then Rondo comes into play for me. I think he could get back in the rotation. But if Terrence Mann starts, then I think Rondo is very risky, and you stick with Beverly. Um, so you have to play with that since we won't – necessarily know that before game one um but with uh with the rest of the starters here outside of man and beverly i mean paul george is uh tough to fade today sort of like durant yesterday uh he'll be he'll be out there for me um i mean what you're replacing are 34 minutes from Kawhi and 19 shots and a leader on both ends and we saw him initiate the offense a lot so without him out there I think Paul George and Reggie Jackson get a little bit of an extra bump. Marcus Morris might get a couple more shots. He got 11. He went five for six. He was awesome. Um, you know, and he's been a terrific shooter all season. Does he shoot five for six? Probably not, but he might get a couple more shots. So he's playable. Um, I like Batum. Um, you know, 32 minutes in the last game. 
He didn't shoot that great, one for six on threes, but I, I would think he might get a couple more looks. And then with uh, the other guys on the bench, I'm probably not going to go to Zubats or Luke Kennard. Uh, I, I like Dwight Howard a little bit better than Zubats. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on the Clippers? Well, this is where I spent most of the time this morning was in basketballreference.com. And by the way, if you don't uh, go there and look at their advanced stats uh, in preparing, then you're making a mistake because that they have the best information. Uh, they're not a sponsor or anything, so that's a free plug, but they are great. Uh, and if you can go to advanced stats, take guys out, like, you know, take Kawhi out, shuffle lineup, see where the minutes are going to go, where the usage is going to go. So I looked at multiple different possibilities here, Andrew. And the the consistent thing, the most consistent thing I came up with was whoever ends up being that fifth starter is in play for me because it's it's not going to just be a fifth starter by default. Whoever that is, I believe is going to get some some decent enough DFS points to to make a difference at a cheap price, and I looked at it as any of of uh, three guys, four guys. I actually looked at it four: Pat Bev, Terrence Mann, Zubots, and Kennard. And I wouldn't be shocked if any of those started. I agree with you though. I expect it to be Beverly just because of he's a veteran and he's, he's scrappy, and I, Reggie likes to run the two uh, anyway. So I'm thinking that's where it goes, but I'm, you know, that we need that news and it is the late game. So if we don't get that news, you, you know, and you're going to play one of these guys in your lineup, like a Beverly or whatever, have a 2v2 ready in case you need to make a change. Because for me, if Beverly then doesn't start, I don't want him because I know he got 20 minutes the last game, but Pat Bev's not a big scorer. And if he gets 15, 16 minutes, off the bench, it could sink your lineup. So, you know, if he surprisingly starts man uh, or even a canard or something, you got to be ready to make a double change. So keep that in mind because it is the late game, um, and that's a big piece of information. So whoever that starter is between those guys, I'm definitely interested in. Uh, you know, the guys that have made my lineup consistently, uh, more senior, as you know, I've been – I always – play him and he came through for me in a huge way again I just think that with Kawhi out that opens up a lot of rebounds it opens up some more stock potential for him um, I just I like him in this spot I think it solidifies mid-30s minutes and up so Morris at that price is definitely uh, in play for me I agree with you Paul George eat the chalk and I'm not a chalk player but eat the chalk, I'm, George is going to be in 100% of my lineups. He's not 100% lock because he has history of choking a little bit, and it is uh, in Utah. So there's, you know, there's potential for him not to have a great game, but he's going to be so highly owned if he does go off, which is also potential, then you're dead because you're chasing 90% of the field. So George, free square. Morris, I love I'm with you for the first time, Andrew, on on Batum. I, I just think, you know, with Kawhi out, that opens a whole new world of him. My my fear was he plays 20, 22 minutes and just, you know, not a ton of stats. But if he gets those low 30s minutes, he's big enough when they play a small lineup that he's actually playing center, he and Morris, 
And that's, again, with Kawhi out, there's an awful lot of rebounds that, you know, he usually grabs that I think Batum could get. So he's highly in play for me. Um, Reggie Jackson, you know, again, more shots are going to be available. So he's not out of play for me, but his price is not quite as good as I'd like it. Uh, so there'll be some, you know, consideration there. He's in, still in the player pool, uh, but not not positive there. And then bench-wise, uh, unless they're starting, I'm probably not going to go to the, the guys coming off the bench, like if it's uh, Man, Zubach, and Kennard. All have potential. Too risky for a cash single-entry guy. Uh, you know, if they get 12 minutes, again, you know, you sink the ship. And there's enough value guys in this with these four teams that you can still make it work because you're not having a we're not paying up for Embiid uh you don't have to pay up for Kawhi because he's out so now you you know you don't have to you know hold your breath and and pray that Korkmaz you know has a big game or something you can you can build a pretty consistent lineup so I'm I'm loving the build today I really am awesome um you want to cycle through the Utah side? I can do that. Absolutely. Um, how is the Kawhi situation going to affect uh, the Jazz? I think that uh, overall Kawhi is, 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 to me, the best all-around player in basketball, best two-way player. Defensively, he affects everything the Clippers do. Uh, you know, regarding guarding the toughest player, whether it be Mitchell or Bogdanovich or whoever they put him on. Uh, and then it just the team defensive aspect of it too, because he's always on help side. He's getting those big claws on everything. He's just such an enormously important player to them. Uh, I think, you know, it goes to Mitchell. Mitchell, uh, to me, becomes one of the, the better plays. And I'm with you. I know it's hard to pass on some of the shooting guard uh, value plays like Curry, but I just feel like you have to have the one-two punch of Jordan Mitchell, the shooting guard, specifically on FanDuel. Yeah. Certainly can be more, uh, you know, you can vary that on, on DraftKings and Yahoo. But I just don't know how you get away from those two guys because when Mitchell gets hot, they generally switch uh, Kawhi on him or they'll have him in the on the pick. If the guy picks, he switches to him. So there's a lot of times that, you know, Kawhi is getting a stand there. And we know Mitchell can get hot, and it creates a, a tough matchup situation. I do think Utah wins this game, by the way. I think Kawhi's absence is going to be rough to to swallow, and I think Mitchell's the guy that leads him there. So he's, he's my first guy in. Um, and then, you know, after that, we've talked several times. You know, the Conley situation has created – you know, a lot more potential for Ingles and Clarkson. Now, Clarkson went three for 12, which isn't going to get it done. But Joe was seven for nine, you know, and, and had a solid, solid game. 27 minutes, decent. Clarkson, 30 minutes, decent. So they're both potential plays. But again, we've got problems with positionality, uh, you know, and Ingles is small forward on FanDuel, right? Uh, he's the shooting guard today. Oh, Ingles is? Yep. Okay, well, forget about that then. So that really, and Clarkson moved to point then? Correct. See, yeah, that puts Clarkson in play for me over Ingles. 
because they've moved those guys around. Clarkson was a shooting guard for a while. Ingles was a small forward. They've yep. zipped those guys around. So I think Clarkson, I don't think he goes three for 12 again. And again, everybody on Utah gets a bump with, with uh, Kawhi off the floor. So I do like him. Um, you know, his price is a little tough, but uh, Bogdanovich, six for 12, looked like he was starting to see the hoop a little bit better. And, you know, Kawhi did guard Bogdanovich a lot uh, when he didn't guard Mitchell. He was a good portion on Bogdanovich. So I, that has a lot to do with some of, you know, the, the poor shooting. You know, Bogdanovich can get hot and just flat out win you a game. I mean, he can drop eight to ten, you know, buckets, six or seven threes. And, I mean, he's a great shooter. I think he's a great upside play that won't probably be super owned. But I like his price. I like his position. Uh, you know, he may, he and Mitchell are my favorite uh, jazz. Um, O'Neal, if you're in a pinch, he's going to get the minutes, 37 minutes again. Uh, and his price is still good. Uh, after that, not comfortable with any other bench guys. I think they have six players, period. I know you like favors and sometimes, and I get it. But I just, you know... 15 minutes is too nerve-wracking for me. And if I if I uh, roster Niang, then that means I must have fallen and hurt, hit my head really hard. So, Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm pretty similar with Utah. Mitchell's locked in for me. Uh, I like Ingles, but not, not on FanDuel as a shooting guard. Um, Clarkson's playable. Bogdanovich did look better in the last game. Um, yeah. I don't don't love his upside. He's more of a cash game play for me. Uh, I didn't or, even mention Rudy. Yeah, Rudy, a little expensive here. Um, does he, you know, does he give you five x? Maybe six s six x is unlikely. Yeah, um, only four shots again. Isn't yeah. that something? Yeah, hard no. to believe a guy that big only gets four shots. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Royce O'Neal, always playable, decent price. And, he's one yeah. of your clients. We, he's yeah, he's he in is. there with Bogdanovich and yeah. those guys. Yeah, he's he's such a great uh, great yeah. glue guy for that team. Yeah, um, what a role that he fills. Awesome defender, spot up, really good shooter. Monster in rebounds. Yeah, very yeah. solid. All right, coach, let's build this lineup here. What do you say? Oh, let's no. get this lineup on FanDuel built. Uh, folks can feel free to play it. Check with us on Twitter. As always, for any updates at DFS Coach Talk. Uh, Coach, How about where, if I jumpstart us and just say, let's go with Mitchell and George since that's our two best yep. plays. I'm good with that. And then we, we know that we have to get some value after that. Yeah. Um, so you want me to go? Sure. All right. How about... Uh, I, I guess... Again, we will change this if we have the information. For now, though, I want to go with Pat Beverly since we both have him game scripted in as starting at point guard at 3,800. Yeah, I like it. Okay. All right. Wow. Well, how about... Again, that could change if he's not starting. From one value play to another, since this is a GPP, uh, let's get Thibel in there at 3,800. and. Got wrenching Small blow forward. for coach there. Yeah, and we can start to pay up elsewhere. 
All right. I trust you, man. I trust your selections. You that's why you're Mr. Bean the King. Mm-hmm. How about Marcus Morris 5600? So that gives us a three-man clipper stack to make up for all that Kawhi usage. All right. Well, let's make it four. Let's go with Batum, 6,200. Holy Small cow. Forward. Just call us the L.A. Clippers. Yes. Batum. Okay, so we have some money now. Yes, we do. We have some money for Mr. Tobias Harris. Yep. So we have 6800 for a point guard and center. Right. Just don't take Dwight Howard. We don't need to now. We have enough money. Uh, I don't know about that. I think we might need to. Oh, no. Because I'd like to get Ben Simmons in there. Oh. Yeah. You're really, you're, hit, you're <laughs> chopping me right off at the legs. <laughs> All my least favorite guys. <laughs> Well, it's your pick. I, I respect. Oh, I don't have to take. One of those guys isn't making our team. That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> so does that, that kind of forces our You're hand stuck. to play Howard, huh? Well, it's, it's your call, man. I mean, if you play Howard, then I can play Trey Young, right? No, can't quite afford him. Oh, come on, Andrew. That's not fair. Doesn't Doesn't get there. Shit. So let's go Simmons and Howard, and let's let's reevaluate. Do we want to pay up from Thibel? Maybe let's see if we can, because we have eleven hundred on the table. Oh, we can't quite get to Gallinari. What do you know? Fanduel built that lineup and said you can't play Gallinari with that group. Yeah, we we got to make one buy up here somewhere though, because we have eleven hundred bucks. We could go from Pat Beverly up to Reggie Jackson, actually. Yeah, that's safer. Yeah. Let's let's do that because right. that leaves like perfect. That. That leaves, yeah, I can do that. I will say that this lineup is a two and a half star for me. <laughs> really, but I, I trust you. I, 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 I like I, it better than that. I think it's yeah. I I'm just trying to be you know you under promise and over deliver, right? Yeah, I'm fine with that. <laughs> <laughs> so Reggie Jackson, Ben Simmons, Donovan Mitchell, Paul George, Matisse Thybul, Nicholas Batum, Marcus Morris, Tobias Harris, and D White. Howard. There it is. It might win everything. That could be the optimal right there. We'll see. We'll find out in <laughs> about 12 hours. It's going to be fun. Exactly. Yep. All right. Well, join us for the rest of our lineups. We give out uh, two hybrid lineups most days on FanDuel that are plug and play. We give out a GPP lineup, full lineup on Yahoo, a core on DraftKings for GPPs, a core for cash. Um, any questions? Uh, Twitter, DFS Coach Talk. On YouTube, please subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. We're going to continue these seven days a week in front of the paywall throughout the play- playoffs. We did it all in the regular season, uh, every slate. We're going to keep keep rolling it. Absolutely. And I, I am so fired up. Now I'm, gonna, I'm getting my uh, early only MLB slate together, six-gamer. Yep. And tonight we've got the main slate MLB, eight games. We have the U.S. Open, mm-hmm. which we'll be doing a podcast and posting lineups tonight. And that just all gets us ready for the two-game NBA playoff slate. So we're in, we're in DFS heaven here at Coach Talk, and we're hot on top of it. So come join us. We would love to have you. DFSCoachTalk.com. Excellent. And one last congratulations to Andrew for the optimal lineup again yesterday. Thank you, good sir. It is fun, and we're going to try to do it again tonight. So... Thank you all for joining us on behalf of the coach and the rest of the DFS Coach Talk team. 
I'm Andrew Hansen. We'll see you tomorrow as we look to crush it in DFS.